This episode of Switchcraft is brought to you by patrons like Rock Roberge. Support Switchcraft on my other content for as little as a dollar and get exclusive rewards at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. Episode 105 of Switchcraft is also brought to you by OP Seats. Head on over to opseats.com and you can buy a fantastic gaming chair for your desk. Uh, this thing is really, really comfortable. If you're watching the video version, you can see one that I'm sitting in right now. It's got excellent lumbar support, very, very comfortable chair. And for $10 off your chair, use the coupon code RUNJUMPSIT at opseats.com. Thank you again, OP Seats, for being a sponsor of Switchcraft. Okie dokie! For those of you that don't know, Switchcraft is recorded three times a week at 3 p.m. U.S. Eastern on Tuesday, Thursday, and also on Saturday at whatever time the universe allows. You can tune in at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp, uh, and uh, I'll be here talking about stuff. And uh, you'll be able to talk to these awesome people like uh, Aerslia is here, Bravd is here, Vaxer, Puddingne, oh, Puddingne, I always forget how to say that. Uh, let's see. We also have Kimbalina 66, Link 31254, Captain Logan is here. Hey there, Captain. And uh, I see some lurkers here as well. So thank you all for coming in and hanging out with me and uh, just being generally awesome people. Uh, usually I do an iTunes review. We don't have an iTunes review right now, but that's okay. I've got an email. Actually, I got a couple emails, but I'm only going to read one today. Uh, The email reads, hey, brother, hey, bro, Uh, love the Switch and the podcast. I drive a truck across country, and the Switch is perfect for me. I noticed you're still doing Nintendo live streams and wondered if you ran into any problems. A good friend of mine is a copyright attorney who is also a YouTube creator and live streamer. Here's the link uh, you might find interesting. Uh, So I did watch the link, and uh, I've seen uh, that guy stream... Uh, or not, I've never watched his live streams, but I've seen his uh, his stuff um, after the fact. Uh, he's a very knowledgeable guy. Uh, so if you want to know what he's talking about, uh, Leonard French, who is a copyright attorney, um, he was kind of brought into the forefront of gaming because he was um, representing Don Thacker, who was suing... Um, Alex Maurer for um, for getting in the way of a game that was coming out. Uh, you know, it's it's a very very uh, lots of drama thing going on, and the reason I was interested in that is because I interviewed at some point when I first started podcasting both Alex Maurer and Don Thacker. So I wanted to hear what what was all the what was all the the, the soup about. You know, I wanted to hear what was going on. Uh, anyway, so that's how I heard about Leonard French, uh, and he seems like a really knowledgeable guy, and what he was talking about on this particular YouTube video is that Nintendo has basically said if you are streaming on YouTube using the Nintendo Creators Program, they don't want you to do live streams of Nintendo games, and I, 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 I've I, talked about this before, so I suggest you go back a few episodes and see if you can find it. The the long and the short of it is that I'm not going to stop streaming on Twitch until Nintendo says, hey, don't stream this on Twitch. There's a lot of people 
who do it. Now, what's going on with the Nintendo Creators Program uh, and, and is basically if you are st- streaming on YouTube and uh, you're playing a Nintendo game, and that means that you cannot claim Ninten- that video under the Nintendo Creators Program, and they might actually shut that video down, which actually can happen live because of Content ID. Now, a lot of people are like, they don't like Content ID. They blame YouTube for it. Again, it's not YouTube's fault. This is because I think it was either, it was Viacom sued YouTube and the Digital Millennium Copyright Act said that, you know, part of that was all this fair use stuff. Uh, It's very, very complicated. But if you want more in-depth analysis of it by somebody who actually understands the legal ramifications of stuff, uh, I suggest you check out the video in the show notes. And there was a lot of people talking about that. But anyway, that email came from Matthew in Allentown, Allentown, Pennsylvania, or wherever he happened to be when he was typing it, because he is a truck driver. Um, but thank you for emailing me. If you want to email me like Matthew did, that's runjumpstomp at gmail.com. Uh, there's other ways to get a hold of me. Uh, you can tweet at me at runjumpstomp. You can call and leave a voicemail at 260-RUN-JUMP. That's 260 786 5867. And you can, of course, join the Discord. Um, that That's runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. We have a bunch of conversations going on in there all the time. Uh, and as well, if you're a regular, you can call into the live shows through the Discord by uh, just jumping into the calling in channel. Now, if it's not somebody I recognize, I won't drag you into the on the air part. Um, but if it's somebody who's a regular who I've who I've talked to a bunch before, uh, I'll pull you into the on the air section and we can talk about whatever's on your mind. All right, let's hit the news. Whoa, nice graphics. I'd like to get my hands on that game. Well, the big story today is there was a Xenoblade 2 Direct. Uh, it was 9 a.m. this morning for me. Uh, I'm not going to go through... Uh, well, I'm not going to go through everything. I suggest you watch it. It's only 16 minutes, and I'm going to do my best to, get to keep it le- to my analysis of it to less than 16 minutes. Um, Captain Logan in chat says that, uh, and this is referring back to the feedback section, uh, Switchcraft89 is where I talk about the YouTube streaming thing. So if you want to go back and check out that episode, please do. All right, Xenoblade 2, uh, we've got that game coming out December 1st. I'm very, very excited for this game. I like JRPGs. I really, really do. And this one looks especially good. They started out by giving us a a story summary, which I skipped. I didn't want to know anything about the story, so I skipped that stuff. Uh, And then I just kind of made some bullet points, things that I wanted to talk about while I was watching. So first off, the game now is confirmed to have both Japanese and English... uh, uh, information, Um, Japanese and English voices in the game. So you can, if you don't like the American voice acting or English voice acting, I don't know what nationality, I think that's a mix. Um, You can turn it over to the Japanese one and then just turn on subtitles if you want. Uh, I've done that in games in the past. Most, what what I do hope, and they didn't say this one way or the other, is that I could just, if I want, just shut the voice acting off. Because a lot of times... JRPGs, I find the voice acting in those games to be a little irritating. Um, they went on to give you the the difference between drivers and blades. Drivers is the characters, and blades are like living weapons. Uh, and when you're playing the game, you can have three drivers. 
and each driver can have up to three blades. And so that means you have nine things to really account for while you're playing. Uh, each blade kind of has uh, support abilities. And the way that they kind of describe these, these were like something that would allow you to move over an area that you wouldn't be able to before or to get extra loot uh, from certain monsters. Uh, it almost made me think of like the the rock smash ability that you can get on Pokemon or the the cut ability that you can get on in Pokemon games that'll allow you to cross a an area that you couldn't get across before by having these support abilities on your blades. Um, the, the, each blade has its own talent tree, which is unlocked during, um, you have relationships that you have to garner with the different blades. And as you, uh, garner these relationships and nurture these relationships, uh, you unlock different, uh, points that you can then spend into the talent tree. And it, it looked like I had lots and lots of them. And with every, um, driver having three blades and that 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 means three blades that you can have at a time that doesn't mean that the, you there's only three blades it seems like there's lots and lots of blades that you can pick up along the way and you're going to want different blades for different situations so that means that this game has some insane customization going on uh, you can also take your unused blades the blades that like maybe you really like uh, the, the fire blade and the ice one. Um, you can take the ones that you're not using very often. You can put them into mercenary groups and send them off to complete quests for you, which is really cool. Uh, Bravd in chat asks, how many games give you the chance to turn off voice though? Not very many. There was one on the 3DS Bravely Default. I could shut it off. I thought that was great. Uh, and I'm sure that there's other ones as well. Um, uh, putting in chat says Japanese voiceover makes it look more authentic. I think you mean sound more authentic, or do you mean the like because the mouth syncs up with the Japanese um, um, voiceover? Yeah, I never thought about that. Um, <laughs> Captain Logan says seems like they really want you to have a digital girlfriend that's also a sword. Uh, yeah, I'm not. A, I'm not a huge fan of the. Uh, I guess the style of the game, but the gameplay is what I'm really looking forward to. Uh, other things that they talked about, they said that time and weather will influence which mo monsters you run into. So if there's a certain monster that you're looking for, you got to pay attention to, oh, well, it's not raining right now. I should come back when it's raining. Maybe there'll be a map that you can open up and you can say where the weather is. And you can be like, oh, it's raining in this one spot. Let's go there so we can hunt down this monster that we had a quest for. That kind of thing. I think that would be cool. Um, the, speaking of the map, they said that you can also... They, they have like a little mini map in the upper corner. You can actually turn that off so that you can see more of the uh, landscape, which is cool. And then you can have a button that you can hit, which will bring up like a Diablo-style overlay wet map, which I, I think those are great. And uh, anything to get rid of the clutter of the UI is good. This game has a very, very cluttered UI, but it's also, most of the time, it's really necessary because it is a very complicated game. Uh, they said that if you fight, there are certain monsters in the game that you might fight and they're like named bosses. And after you beat them, they'll leave behind a gravestone. And if you want to fight them again, 
uh, you can come back. Now, I don't know why you would want to fight him again. Maybe they drop a specific item and you might want to go back and farm that item so that you can use it to upgrade something. I'm not sure. But they said that once you defeat an enemy, you can go back and fight it again. And I think that that's really cool. Um, <laughs> this was really weird. You, As you upgrade your blades, they uh, they had a specific blade, which is a robot. So like an artificial blade, I guess. And uh, the, in order to upgrade this character, you have to play this uh, Tiger Tiger minigame. Uh, and you gain points by playing that game. And that allows you to change the look of your bla- of that blade as well as the element that that blade uses, which is really cool. Um, I already kind of said how the game is really, really customizable. I think it's it's pretty crazy how much customization I think is going to be available in this particular game. Just because of the number of blades that you get to choose from, and then each blade that you choose from, you have a talent tree to work with, and then each blade that you pick has three abilities. Well, actually they have four abilities and you get to pick three of them that you're going to use at any time. So, um, that's, you have a, you have, let's see, you got three blades and four abilities. You got 12 abilities to choose from, and then you have to narrow that down to the nine that you're going to use. I think it seems really great. The combat in the game seems very, very complex. My only worry for Xenoblade 2 is will they have a good enough tutorial to really teach me how to play the game the right way? Because the combat, I'm not going to go through the combat. I've talked about it before. It seems really crazy, very, very difficult. Looks like it could be exceedingly rewarding. Um, but, you know, I'm worried that the, the that they won't have a good enough tutorial. And most of the time I'll be like, what am I supposed to do now? I don't know. Anyway, the last thing that they really talked about is that we have DLC that's coming. And this is DLC very much like uh, what's coming or what what we had with uh, Breath of the Wild, where right away you can get like some support items that are coming in November or December when the game comes out. Um, But then in January, you're going to get new quests that you can um, that you can uh, go ahead and do. Uh, in the spring, you'll get a new blade. In the summer, you'll get a new challenge battle mode. I don't know what that means. In the fall, you'll get a new a, a new story. Uh, and you can't buy these things separate. It's like an all or nothing thing, kind of like the season pass, kind of like with Zelda, where when Zelda came out, you could get the you you pay for it ahead of time, and you get the three treasure chests uh, somewhere at the beginning of the game. One of them contained a stupid red T-shirt that Link could wear, and it was useless. Um, and then later on in summer, we had a bunch of new stuff that we got, and now we're still waiting for the second half of that DLC. I think that it's a good model because I, I feel like Nintendo is pretty, how do I want to explain this? They seem to do DLC right for me so far. I think they've done DLC right. I don't ever feel ripped off. When I pay for DLC from Nintendo, Mario Kart 8 DLC, not on the Switch, but on the Wii U, was fantastic. I feel like the DLC that came with Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U, as well as the, um, the, the 3DS, I think that that was really good DLC that was worth the money. I loved the amount of gameplay that I got out of getting the hard mode 
in Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, and so I, I'm probably going to be picking up this DLC. That being said, I didn't pick up the DLC for Mario Plus Rabbids because it didn't really appear to, uh, appeal to me. Anyway, that's Xenoblade uh, Chronicles 2. I'm very, very excited for that game. I want to play it like on December 1st as soon as it comes out. But with that being the month of Christmas, you know, my wife is like, what can I get you for Christmas? And I'm having trouble coming up with things for her to get me because I keep getting these games. Um, so I may not be able to play that game when it comes out right at Christmas, or I'm sorry, on December 1st, I might have to wait until next year, or I mean, until Christmas in order to play it. And that means I won't be able to stream it until then. And I won't be able to talk about it on the podcast until then. And I'll have to be like covering up my ears and screaming la 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 every time somebody mentions Xenoblade 2. But, you know, that's, that's the kind of thing that you have to you got to deal with sometimes, and that's okay. All right, so I'm going to talk a little bit about Super Mario Odyssey. There's going to be no spoilers in this section. I just want you to know that in the game, you can buy moons, okay? You can buy them for coins, and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because it's a little confusing. Uh, When you buy a moon, you can, uh, you get an... I hate to call it an achievement, but it's kind of like an achievement for shopping in whatever zone you happen to be in. So if you're in the Cap Kingdom, I don't remember what it's called, Cap Land or something, um, you get shopping in Cap Land as as, as a title. Now, what people may or may not realize is that you can buy pretty much as many moons as you want. And the reason that Nintendo did this is because there's 880 moons in the game. And in order to beat the game, I think you need 120 of them, which is not very many. Um, So you've got a lot of extra stuff to do afterwards. Now, you might run into this issue where you're playing Super Mario Odyssey and you can't figure out how to get this one moon. Or maybe the platforming skill just isn't something that you have and you want to be able to get the 880 moons or however many it is. Yeah, 880. Um, so what you can do, you can go and farm yellow coins and buy the moons if you want. And I think that this is one more example of how Nintendo allows players to customize the difficulty of the game to their liking. And it goes beyond just picking easy, medium, hard at the beginning of the game when you when you first start playing it allows you to try for something and if you get to the point where you start getting really frustrated at trying to get a certain moon you can just say all right forget it i'm just going to go buy another moon so i'll go farm some coins uh in new donk city and then I can come and buy this moon, buy a, buy a replacement moon for this moon. What does this mean? It also means that you can get more than 880 moons because you can get all of the moons in the game and then go buy more moons. I think it goes up to 999 or something like that, which is, is crazy. Uh, so anyway, I just wanted to let you guys know about that. If you want to know like the full information on how to do this check out the link in the show notes uh this as coming from triangular fish 0564 
on the uh, Nintendo subreddit. So make sure you check out that link. And he goes through, or she, uh, goes through all of the information there. And it says right on the top, no spoilers. Snipperclips has a 1.1 release. And the release is now that you can capture video in the game. And normally I would put this in the lightning round. But the reason I'm talking about it in the news is because I think that that this is this is really good for snipper clips because this is a game where there's lots of different ways that you can solve the puzzles and if you've never played snipper clips uh it's a game where you're basically two pieces of paper and you and your the other person you're playing with and I wouldn't recommend playing it by yourself and anytime those two pieces of paper overlap if one of them uh like if you're watching the video um like my hands are overlapped and if if my right hand, that's this one that's waving at you, uh, hits the button, it clips off the part of my left hand that is covered, okay? But it's paper, so there's like no blood spurting out or anything. Um, and then you you basically change the shape of the two pieces of paper in order to solve a puzzle. And it's really fun, and I've played it with my son, and I've played it with my wife, and my son and my wife also played it together, and when we talked about it, we found that we had found our, each time that we played, we had found our own ways to solve various puzzles. And that's why I think the capture video for Snipper Clips is a huge thing because you can show a way to solve uh, a puzzle, but because there's so many other ways to solve the puzzle, just seeing somebody else solve it isn't really a spoiler. And if people are figuring out a way to solve a puzzle and they're like, oh, man, that was really cool, capture, and then they can tweet that out and other people see it, that's going to get people thinking about snipper clips again. And I almost think it would have been better for snipper clips to wait uh, on putting this update out until right before snipper clips gets its physical release, which I think it also has DLC coming. Uh, and I think that that would have been better for them. Unless maybe that's coming soon. I can't remember when that is. Anyway, uh, if you haven't played Snipper Clips, I definitely suggest you go pick it up. Because it's a fun game. But don't pick it up unless you're going to play it with another person. Because playing it by yourself is frustrating and a little bit boring. So since the last episode, I've been playing Super Mario Odyssey. I've been playing lots of it. That game's fantastic. And I got an email from Jeremy in Portland, Oregon. Uh, they said, hey, Bill, great show. I listen to your show via Bluetooth headset while I'm working in my office or driving to meetings, which I suggest everyone do to, to hand, do two hands-free laws while driving. I had a question about Mario Odyssey. It might be a big spoiler if you've not finished the main story, then this would be a big surprise. But I, okay, so I'm not going to read the one part that he says, okay? So don't worry, I'm not spoiling anything. But then uh, he said that there's a there's something that is missing that they wished was there. Uh, and then they said, I'm curious if you think Nintendo will add more DLC in the future with more levels. Thanks again, Jeremy from Portland, Oregon. Um, I don't know if they will. I mean, I found it's it's just about impossible to predict what Nintendo is going to do. But man, it would be great if they had DLC. Um, maybe six months from now, they say, hey, here's three new kingdoms for you to go to on uh, the Odyssey. And, you know, for 20 bucks, I would do that. I would play that. And 
it's tough because usually what we end up with is one Mario per system, one Zelda per system, one this per system, one that per system. Uh, and, but with DLC, we could get more of the stuff. And, you know, this isn't just DLC that, oh, how do I want to say this? It doesn't, Nintendo's DLC never feels like shovelware to me. It always feels like that they've done a nice job. And I would love it if we had some Super Mario DLC. I'm curious as to what you guys think. Let me know. All right, here's the lightning round. I'm going to go fast. Nintendo, Flash games. You guys remember Flash? Well, somebody's trying to save them. Click on the link in the show notes to check that out. I don't have Flash on my computer, so I'm not going to bother looking. Flash games were never anything that I really liked anyway outside of Funeral Quest. Big props to Funeral Quest. If you've never played it, it was awesome. Check it out. Well, you can't check it out. It's not a, it, You can't play it anymore. But I wish somebody would make Funeral Quest again. Um, next story. WWE physical release requires a 24 gigabyte download. I'm not going to talk much about this, but what I want to know is what you guys think. Tweet at me. Email me. 24 gigabytes seems like a pretty hefty sum for a download on a game where you're already getting a physical release. That's crazy. Um, Let's see. Bandai Namco, this just came out today, is going to announce three Switch exclusives early next year. Not much more to say about that. We don't know what what those are. Um, What's coming out? Well, uh, November 7th, Sonic Forces is coming out. Um, Farming Simulator is coming out as well. These are today. And then Heroes of Monkey Tavern are coming out. On November 9th, we've got for the 3DS Story of Season Trio of Town New Neighbors Pack. I don't know. That's a terrible title. Too long. On the Switch, we've got Rockin' Racing Off-Road DX, Maria the Witch, Octodad, Dadliest Catch, which I've never played but heard is fantastic. Talomare, Spellspire, Koi DX, and Super Putty Squad. And TF Wagner in chat just said that on Friday, Snipperclips Upgrade comes out. So that goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Oh my goodness, that's all the time that we have for today. If there's a story that I missed or a topic that you would like discussed, let me know. Uh, if you're looking for ways to support the show, you can do so by heading on over to runjumpstomp.com support. There you will find a link to the Etsy site, to the Patreon, to my Amazon affiliate link. If you're looking for free ways to help, just share the show with a friend or review us on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate that, and it definitely helps. Special thanks to Noteblock and Tom Winter for their fantastic music that you heard at the top and bottom of the show. Uh, Big thanks to them. Head out to their YouTube channels and give them a subscribe. They're great. That's it for today. I'll see you guys on Thursday. Bye-bye. Switchcraft is brought to you by Audible. Audible is the publisher and distributor of the world's largest selection of digital audio books and spoken word content. Audible customers can listen anytime and anywhere to professionally narrated audiobooks across a wide range of genres, including bestsellers, new releases, sci-fi, romances, classics, and more. Get two free audiobooks to start. After 30 days, if you decide to cancel, you get to keep the books. If you decide to stay on, and you probably will, get one book every month for $14.95. In addition, you also get 30% off the price of additional audiobook purchases. Cancel anytime. Your books are yours to keep even if you cancel. 
You can sign up today for your free 30-day trial at runjumpstomp.com audible and directly support the show. 